This is Brian Loman. On behalf of the Loman Ray Insurance Group, welcome to this edition of High School Prep Football Confidential. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a gloomy Monday <laughs> night. This time change not doing me right. It's dark. It is I don't way like too it. dark out. Don't like it one bit. I do like it. And we're back for another Loman Ray Insurance Prep Football Confidential. I'm Jim Rosso, alongside the man, Colin Likas. I'm going to need to report these headphones to somebody because the sound's going in and out of the right ear. Yeah. <laughs> because we got some problems with these headphones. has nothing to do with your headphones, Colin. <laughs> is it, is it a, football? Is <laughs> something to do with the football season? You may have been hit too hard on the sidelines. Oh, you weren't at a game on Saturday. I was not, and I didn't get struck by any volleyballs on Friday nor any flying shoes on Saturday. We're here for the next hour. Colin will uh, will apologize for not being at a football game. Oh, really. absolutely. He'll explain why. Yeah. Uh, Evan Con, Tamara McDaniel here helping us run this show, leading up to Lovey Smith, who was in a jovial mood today. Oh, he should have been. Team put up more than 50 points. I, a lot of doubters I was among them in our staff picks. That's big win for them. How'd but you do in your prep picks, Colin? 9-1. and 9-1. and one. Uh, My All only right. miscue, uh, I took Arcola to beat Concord Triopia. Unfortunately, the Purple Riders season came to an end, so 9-1 and one this week. I'll take the blame on that one because I urged, I, I guaranteed a three-game run. You know, I, I was going to take Arcola regardless of Thank what you, you said. So, <laughs> Thank you for not throwing me under the bus. Yeah, no problem, Jim. I appreciate <laughs> it. No problem. Colin, the good news is he's back, I think, to football this weekend. Uh, kinda, <laughs> That's a kinda, TBA, maybe. Yeah, TBA. It is TBA because the St. Thomas More Sabres have made state in volleyball for the second straight year. So uh, it's that time of year. It's crazy that uh, St. Thomas More is doing it. And you know what? The kids today at the high school found out they don't have school on yeah, Friday. Yeah, that's, that's fun. I mean, can we just take work off on Friday? Is that, I mean, is that all right? Do it. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, we're going to talk football, though. Congratulations to the Sabres. Regardless, yeah, it's football time. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's uh, let's let's break from tr- tradition uh, this week. Uh, the top ten is not going to change that much at this point. We've only got four teams left in the IHSA playoffs, plus another in the eight-man playoffs. So the top ten just isn't going to change that much. Mm-hmm. So we're going to mix things up a little bit today. How's that, Colin? Well, we're gonna. I'm just gonna go through numbers ten through five in our top ten because everybody wants to know who's in the top ten still. I'm I'm just surprised you didn't dump Champagne Central. I'm not going to dump Champagne Central. Tim Turner had too good of a year with that program for me to dump him. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go through numbers 10 through 5 real quick. You know, uh, they're they're all done. Their seasons are all over. And then we're going to focus on those top four remaining teams. And we're also going to delve into a little bit of eight-man toward the end of the show uh, with uh, Milford Cisna Park playing for the first-ever eight-man championship this week. Mm -hmm. So we've got uh, five teams to watch coming up. So uh, let's get started with the the top 10 here, roll through 10 through 5. Uh, number 10, still Champaign Central. Uh, they they lost in the first round, ed, as did number 9, Prairie Central. Uh, these next few teams, though, all lost in the second round last weekend. Uh, number 8, Paxton Buckley Loda suffered a 40-7 to defeat against Carlinville in Class 3A. Number 7, Arcola suffered a 42-0 loss to Concord Triopia in the second round of Class 1A. Uh, number 6, Fisher. Uh, Put up a good fight against Argenta Oriana, but ultimately fell 44-23 to in Class 1A. 
And then number five, Bismarck, Henning, Ross, Phil Alvin, again, put up a, a strong showing against uh, Tuscola, but ultimately fell short by a score of 42 to 21 in Class 2A. Hey, our Anthony Zillis was in Tuscola, oh. did a video that yes. I hope everybody had a chance to look at. It's at newsgazette.com right now, if you if you haven't, but it showed BHRA mm-hmm. doing some work. Yeah, fantastic videos. Anthony always does. Uh, love when we can get him out to, to any of our sporting events, especially this time of year when, when the stakes are at their highest. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Tuscola. We'll get to them later. Yeah, congratulations to all those teams I just mentioned as well. But uh, let's move on to our number four team this week, the Argenta Oriana Bombers. And supporting the Bombers this week and joining us right now, we've got athlete Josh Williams. Josh, thanks so much for being part of the show. Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, you guys are coming off uh, a victory against Fisher, as we mentioned before. You guys are in the state quarterfinals for the first time since 2003. Uh, what does it mean to be part of a historic season like this? Um, it feels amazing. Um, all our players are excited, and none of us has been um, this far. And um, I think we're just embracing um, everything that's going on in the atmosphere. is, is amazing um, in our community. It's, it just feels really good. Coming into this year, I mean, this this has been a huge year for Argentoriana football. Did you imagine all this could happen, the one seed, the unbeaten record into the state quarterfinals? Um, honestly, um, yeah, we we were very confident coming into the season, and um, we all had this expectation of um, just making it really far, and, and our goal is, is – is making the state and um we're on the uh on the right track so far absolutely and a very very strong goal of course you want to be playing in champagne and uh later this year but uh you guys uh the offense let's talk about the offense uh you've only been held under 38 points one time this year so scoring has not been a problem i mean how is this offense clicking so well all season um just the talent around like uh just uh our running backs are really talented. Our wide receivers are talented. Um, we got a really good offensive line. Um, our uh, coach Kirk, our offensive coordinator and head coach, um, he does a great job of um, putting people in good situations to uh, do the do their thing. And um, and I think we've just been executing really well um, this year and. Hopefully we can do that against uh, A&M on Saturday. Well, you're uh, very humbled, Josh, because you didn't mention yourself among that group. But uh, uh, under center, you find yourself throwing the ball a lot. You find yourself running the ball a lot. Uh, do you have a preference mm-hmm. on what you like to do uh, when you when you get the ball snapped? Um, I mean, I like doing both. I'm, I love running the ball, but um, honestly, um, I just uh, doesn't really matter to me. I like I like giving my my uh, my wide receivers uh, chances as well, and I just really doesn't doesn't matter to me talking with josh williams from argenta oriana football the starting quarterback for the undefeated bombers uh when you do throw the ball you have a strong connection with uh, mikhail stanley in the passing game Uh, what has allowed the two of you to connect the way you have this year um i think it's just our bond um we've we worked out in in the offseason a lot um we just have a really good connection. I, I know where where he's going to be at all times, um, just, and I, I think he has um, trusted me to um, to put that ball in the right place. Um, I just I think our connection is, is really good. Well, uh, Mikhail and his brother Makai, uh, two integral parts of this offense, along with you. Uh, with the three of you being offensive weapons, can you imagine a team really being able to stop all three of you during a game? <laughs> Um, it hasn't happened yet, so um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, it's like I said before, I just the talent, talent um, 
across our whole team is is unbelievable, and um, hopefully we can keep it going. Which one, which one of you guys is the fastest? Uh, be, be honest, which one of you, when you take off running, is going to win the dash to the end zone? Um, honestly, I would think Mikhail, um, just because he, he is uh, he's the most explosive um, out of out of me and Makai. Um, but Makai, I think he's more agile and 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 breaks more tackles. But I mean, there's a full race to the end zone. I definitely got uh, Mikhail in that. Very good. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the defense as well, because it's obviously you can score a lot of points, but if you're not stopping the opponent, uh, it doesn't really matter. And you guys did a great job mm-hmm. stopping Fisher running back Tyler Wilson last week. Uh, do you feel like the defense is playing at its best right now, or is there more development to go for this group? Um, I, I mean, I always feel like every, we all um, our team needs to improve every single week. Um, I do feel like you know, we we still need to get better each each week, and and each game progresses. And um, I mean, our defense has played really well last week. Um, a couple mistakes, but I mean, you know, it happens. So um, yeah, I, th- I still think we need to get you know, um, uh, going on the right track as as each week um, moves on. Well, uh, you've got a a second-year head coach and Steve Kirk there, and you guys have been very successful both seasons under him so far. Uh, what has Coach Kirk brought to this program that has allowed it to to be as successful as it has been? Um, I think it's just the desire to to win, um, just bringing a mindset of toughness and and perfection, and and just getting better every day. Um, I just our program's been been boosted definitely by Coach Kirk, and and we're all lucky to have him. And um, well, uh, next up for you, Josh, and the rest of the Bombers, uh, Central A&M, uh, a 13-seeded team, so maybe not one you're exactly uh, expecting to see at this stage, but uh, what have you guys learned about about the uh, Raiders, and how do you get your points against these guys? Um, they're, they're also a very, very talented team. Um, I know Jacob Parity, probably the best player. Um, they're tough. They're fast. Um, um We'll be ready, and they'll be ready too. So we just got to bring it uh, Saturday and just execute and hopefully uh, get the win. Very good. Josh Williams, Argenta Oriana football quarterback. Josh, thanks so much for being part of the show. Good luck this week against Central A&M. Thank you. That was uh, Josh Williams, starting Central, quarterback. How can Central A and M be a 13 seed? I, they, they are. Uh, you know, when we, I remember talking back in, I don't know, week two, week three. Uh, I think it was week three before Tuscola took on Central A and M. How Andy Romine was playing up A and M as you know this mm-hmm. really good team. And even though Tuscola ended up winning that game, it's pretty clear he wasn't wrong about Central A and M being a good team. I don't get a 13 seed. No you know, time. it's the seed. It, it doesn't quite matter so much. I mean, if you go look at the brackets right now, there was a 16 seed that beat a one seed and then won its second round game too. So there's a 16 seed. I can't remember what class, but it is in that that team is in the quarterfinals. So clearly, seeds are not that big of a deal. There's a uh, 15th seeded Hersher, I think, in two or three A is in the quarterfinals. So it's just a number, really. That's, okay. That's that's my take on it. But I'll, buy, I'll buy that, Colin. We've got four really good numbers here, though, uh, for our local teams. We've got three number ones and uh, and a number three. So that's uh, and those teams are still playing. So clearly they are uh, meeting their expectations. But uh, we wanted to, as I said at the top of the show, we wanted to do things a little different this week. So I also reached out to some opposing coaches here uh, from the teams that are going to be facing our four local uh, teams this week. 
let's uh, let's hear from uh, Central A&M coach Brent Weekly here. Uh, he, he talked to me about his team's athleticism, uh, how that matches up against Argenta, and also how they plan to stop the Bomber offense. We have some good players. There, there's no question. But I, I don't I don't know that in this upcoming game uh, we have more athletes than they do. They, they are uh, extremely athletic, extremely uh, skilled, and and they can put us in some bad situations. So it, it's going to be an interesting game, I think. I think it could be an entertaining game for sure. Uh, maybe yeah. both teams put up some uh, numbers offensively. You know, the last two times we've played them, they put up 40 and 50 on us. So we obviously didn't do a very good job at that point in time. Uh, we, we know we have to limit their big play guys and, and try to make them uh, become patient. Not saying that they can't be that way, but if they're anything like us, uh, our kids want to go super, super fast and want to uh, score as quick as they can. And, uh, you know, if we can somehow find a way to defensively make it to where they have to uh, make multiple uh plays on third down to get first downs and eventually uh, maybe uh, we can create some turnovers and uh, put them in some bad situations in third and long. That was Brent Weekly of Central A&M hearing from a Central Illinois Conference coach uh, ahead of their matchup against an LOVC Northwest coach. All right, congratulations again to Fisher, who uh, got bounced, but uh, great season by the Bunnies. Yeah, absolutely. All for that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's uh, that takes care of our first team of four in the remaining in the IHSA playoffs. Want to break down three more coming up and then talk a little eight-man football. Let's take a break first. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Okay, we'll be right back. Now back to the Loman Ray High School Prep Football Confidential on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. 617, beautiful News Gazette Media Studios, downtown Champaign. Want to come by and give Callan a wave do it yeah yeah if, if you do that while standing out in the rain you're you're a diehard fan like it yeah absolutely we'll, we'll, we'll bring you in and take a picture with you even if you do that you can see colin on facebook live right now go to news gazette you can check out snapchat news hyphen gazette you can even go to colin's beast mode of a twitter handle <laughs> Yeah, I tried to use Snapchat at the state cross country meet you over failed. the weekend, and it, it failed. I didn't you got fail. A couple it things, failed. I know. Got a couple. Got yeah. a couple. This week's Snapchat takeover, St. Thomas More. There you go. Excellent. Thursday and Friday. Getting ready for, for the volleyball trip to Redbird Arena. I like it. Well, let's. Uh, that's pretty awesome. But let's jump back into the football here. Want to go to our number three team in our top ten. Uh, the Tuscola Warriors, represented tonight by quarterback Luke Sluter. Luke, thanks so much for joining us tonight on the show. Yep, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Now, you guys are uh, back in the state quarterfinals for the third consecutive year after uh, beating Bismarck 42-21 to over the weekend. Uh, what do you attribute this constant success to with Tuscola football? You know, it's just the tradition and anybody coming into high school – it's uh, probably the biggest sport, and, you know, all the coaches and the fans, they really root us on, and the tradition just keeps us going in the practice, and we just try our best in every effort for every practice and every game. Uh, every game just um, keeps us winning. Well, uh, unlike those last two years, you guys were in Class 1A those years doing doing work. Now you're in Class 2A. You got bumped up. Um does that make this team's performance all the more significant th that you're winning so much in Class 2A? <clears throat> well, um, 
it, we were right on the border border this year, mm-hmm. so we didn't really have a preference. We knew that either way that we were going to have to play our best, but most definitely 2A is um, the harder bracket. I think 1A, we would have gotten a lot better seeding, and uh, 2A, you know, we are all okay with it. So, I mean, going into the quarterfinals, we know – that Moroa is a really good team, so we're going to have to play our best. Well, outside of the, the possible matchups here, well, the, the upcoming matchup with Moroa and then possible matchups should you win, does being a, a lower seed, like you said, not being in 1A and getting a lower seed in 2A, does that take some pressure off you guys at all? Um, you know, it is a lot different. Um, the past years, we've always been 1A, and for our regular season, we're almost always the first seed. So being the underdog... Uh, for once is a new thing for us and from you know rumors it already seems like Moreau is overlooking us so we're all hoping that the underdog motive can uh, help us in this game yeah well that's uh, certainly an interesting point right there joined by uh, Luke Sluter of Tuscola football Uh, Luke uh, it seems like you're back to pretty close to 100 percent I know you were dealing with a bum ankle earlier in the year how have you uh, been able to to bounce back and uh, look like your old self here uh, early on in the playoffs yeah you know I couldn't play the Sullivan game and the Clinton game I was really hurt but I've really had to take care of it, doing some band work and icing it a lot. And then for every practice, Coach Romine tapes it. And then for the game, the trainers always make sure to tape it. And, um, you know, once I get into the game, I just kind of forget about it. And it, the game just comes to me, you know, yeah. without that ankle. Um, with it, then I'm back to 100%. Yeah. Well, uh, you looked pretty good on that ankle against Bismarck, uh, especially throwing the ball. I mean, you guys do a lot of running, but last week your throwing was important, 13 of 19 for 328 and three touchdowns. I mean, how uh, how important was it to have a performance like that at this stage of the season? Um, you know, watching film the week before, we knew that Bismarck had only played a lot of wing T teams, so we knew that we were going to have to pass a lot. And most definitely, I'm okay with that. But our offense is definitely, we have been really well with running. And so I'm just glad that this performance could help our team get um, a win. It was a good performance. Well, uh, in addition to you getting healthier at the right time, uh, some other guys on your team also getting healthy, guys like Will Little and Braden Von Lankin. I mean, uh, I know Coach Romine mentioned last week this is about the healthiest you guys are going to get. But, you know, with getting closer to 100%, does it does this make you guys in your mind a contender in Class 2A right now? Oh, yeah. Like during the regular season, especially against St. T, two of our main defensive people were out. And Will and Bredo back now, we're a lot better than a lot of people think. And I just think that Moroa needs to watch out since we're back to 100%. Well, uh, you, you mentioned St. T, and that's a, a team you could possibly see should you beat Moroa this weekend. But I wanted to, you know, St. T's in your conference. you got Central A&M in the conference also. You three teams still playing in the quarterfinals. I mean, what does it mean to, to see the conference doing this well? Um, everybody knows that St. T is really good and Jacardier is a very good athlete, but 
Um, I think both of us kind of beat Central A&M pretty good, and they're in 1A. So, But, you know, it is kind of nice for people to see that um, our conference is doing really well. Um, you know, we'd just like to have a rematch with St. T and hopefully prove them that we could have beat them the first time with Brad on Will back. Certainly. Well, uh, you, you answered one of my questions already, but since uh, you have to get through Moroa first to get to St. T, I will ask you, how do you get your points against Saint, or, uh, against Moroa Forsyth? How do you come out of that game with a victory? <clears throat> you know, we're going to today, and um, all the starters are going to have to watch a lot of film. And then the coaches, of course, like every week, always give us a great game plan. And if we follow that game plan and practice it all week long and have good practices, then we'll make sure to hopefully go our hardest. And if we give all out those game plans work, then like usual, we can come out of it with a win. Luke Sluter showing some good confidence going into this quarterfinal matchup against Moreau Forsyth. Luke, thanks for joining us again, and good luck on Saturday. All right, no problem, thanks. I, I love the confidence. That's uh, you, you want that from mm-hmm. your from your starting quarterback, no less. That those those any of his Tuscola teammates who, who listen to that have got to be pumped up. After. Watch out for the Warriors. Yeah, you can't overlook them. I mean, it's uh, you know, they were the one A runner ups last mm-hmm. year. They missed winning a state title by two points. Moreau um, Forsyth, the two A runners up last year. I mean, this is a heavyweight matchup, and the winner gets to go play a St. T team that has uh, an all state player of the year candidate in Jacardia mm-hmm. Wright. I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had in the south half of that 2A bracket. A, Luke Sluter's a big dude. Luke Sluter is a big dude. And he'll, <laughs> he'll hammer you on defense as well. I watched him lay a hit uh, in their week two game against Arcola. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knocked he knocked a kid over uh, when he was running the ball. It was, it was a hard hit, and he just bowled the kid over and kept going for a few more yards. And B, that uh, All-State – selection process is underway we were talking about in the oh, newsroom yeah. today i heard uh, bob osmussen who mm-hmm. kind of oversees that was yep. talking saint t well, so was talking saint t and you know what if uh tuscola gets by maroa and they play saint t and mm-hmm. as luke says they match up better with saint t this time we could have some tuscola kids and they're talking for some some all-state first team type of action here all right luke sluter not afraid of maroa Forsyth. you were just there for soccer so you'll revisit uh, maybe it's a, it's a that really, field really nice field yeah, yeah really really nice field i can say that much i haven't seen maroa play since last year but really nice field but it's a really big matchup too oh huge matchup yeah absolutely and uh i, I wasn't quite able to to get in touch with uh, coach josh justice for this show uh but uh spoke with him last year after the game against gibson city melvin sibley the state title game uh, I mean, the, the guy knows his ins and outs. He's been coaching at Maroa Forsyth uh, for the last uh, 18 years. This is his 19th season with the program. Uh, they have made the playoffs in 15 straight years. So like with Tuscola, there's a tradition of excellence at Maroa Forsyth. Uh, in Josh Justice's time at the program, uh, the Trojans have won two state titles and have finished runner-up five times. So they've made seven state title games in 15 playoff appearances, which is a pretty good ratio of success right there. Uh, as far as what uh, what's going on this season, though, uh, they have scored 21 or more points in uh, in all of their games. Uh, they've maxed out at 77 points uh, earlier this season. 
Uh, so there's a lot to like about Morel Forsyth, but like Luke said, there's a lot to like about Tuscola. All right, if anybody looked at Rick Danzel's photo gallery from Saturday's game at, at Memorial Field at uh, Tuscola, you'll notice a tons of fans, mm-hmm. and you know a bunch of those guys are going to make the tr- short trip, I would say. It's and, a relatively short trip. Right, and try to make that uh, as uh, as much of an advantage as possible for the Warriors. Uh, I think the, the crowd there on both sides of the stadium is going to be electric. It's going to be a really fun matchup. All right. Well, I got the Warriors winning that one. Can you tell me who your picks are yet? Colin, I can, but I'm I was going to save that for the okay, end well, of the show. Okay. Well, we'll do that then. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, we have a couple more teams to uh, deal with. We got uh, these area teams are hitting the road this week, right? Oh yeah, all part. four of them. Yep, all four of these area teams are okay. heading out. We'll check in with uh, Monticello after this break. Six thirty-two. Jim Rosso, Colin Likas, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel. Here for a couple more Monday nights. Yeah. Excited to finish strong. A few more. We're gonna we'll close out what for right football, before, I should say. Yes. We'll close out right before Thanksgiving with football. All right, then on to basketball. Yeah. Tonight's the first uh, basketball practice for our area for teams. For area boys teams. I was over at uh, not to not to belabor the point of uh, St. Thomas More volleyball being at state, but I was over at STM this afternoon and the mm-hmm. boys basketball team had to move its first practice because STM volleyball still still needs to practice. Move aside, boys. Yeah. What? You, they're they're getting you out of school on Friday. You can yeah. you can live with it. Very cool. Anyway, yeah. uh, Sages on the road going to Greenville. Greenville, yes. Home of the prison. <laughs> Home of the prison. That's it's how like, I. <laughs> is there a prison in Greenville? There's a prison. Don't oh, you okay. don't you ever drive to St. Louis? Uh, for some reason, you, no. I you don't. need to get out of town a little more often. I got I got to talk to uh, people from Greenville a little more. <laughs> I'm not familiar with them too much. I'm just uh, just catching up right now. But uh, we're also catching up with Monticello football, which is going into this matchup undefeated and uh, joined now from the Sages by Riley Austin. Riley, thanks so much for joining us on the show tonight. Yep, Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, you guys uh, racked up yet another big point total in the win over Anna Jonesboro last week, 49-14. to uh, you've been held under 40 points just once the entire year, and it was pouring rain when that happened. I mean, can this offense get any better? Uh, yeah, yeah, it actually can. We just, we have a good concept of everything. It's just, we just keep trying to refine the details just so we can get better every week. When you say refine the details, I mean, what are you, what are you really looking to do that can, that can make this offense get even better? Well, every defense we play plays us a little different. So we just try and pick apart the, uh, the weaknesses that everybody else has. And so I think that's what we try and get better at is just, trying to see where the weaknesses are in those defenses, and then we just go at them. Well, uh, as the the number one and top overall seed in the Class 3A postseason, uh, uh, you guys are clearly handling the pressure pretty well right now, but uh, how uh, how do you guys do that? I mean, how have you been able to adjust to teams just firing at you with their best shot? Yeah, well, we know that every other team has nothing to lose, so they're coming out with us at full force so we know we, that we have to do the same exact thing or else you know things probably couldn't go our way so we just know that we got to play 100 percent just because everybody else is well you know i've uh, I've been on your guys's sideline a couple times this year and uh, it's just a very focused very business-like atmosphere over there i mean do you guys really put big expectations on yourself or is it just going out there and doing a job basically Oh yeah, yeah. It's big expectations for sure. Like 
even though it might seem like business, like, like we're still out there having fun doing everything that we're doing. Well, Riley Austin joining us from Monticello Football. Uh, big uh, big guy on the defensive side of the ball against Anna Jones, Jonesboro. You had six tackles against that team. Uh, they, they scored the first touchdown, though. So uh, what did you guys uh, do to adjust and slow them down the rest of the way? Uh, yeah, just like you said, we just made a couple little adjustments on defense with us D-line and linebackers to try and uh, stop the ball from going up the middle all the time. So. Once we made those couple adjustments, we were in pretty good shape. Well, uh, you guys were out of the defensive unit specifically was out on the field quite a bit in the first quarter. Uh, well, you know, with with how many games you guys have had where the starters haven't really played all four quarters, was it nice to be out there for an extended period of time? Yeah, a little bit. They were they were really keeping our defense out there for a long time, not really giving our offense much time to work. But yeah, it was just fun just to stay out there and kind of grind it through that first drive. What have you guys uh, learned about yourselves on the defensive side of the ball through these first two playoff games? Um, that, like, whatever uh, our defense coordinator tells us to do, like, we're going to do that with 100%, and we know that uh, with his brain and then with our athletic abilities, like, I don't know who's going to score on us, but, yeah. Well, clearly uh, not too many people have yet, but uh, it, it certainly had to help that you guys had those first two playoff games in Monticello. Uh, what was the atmosphere like for the for those matchups, and and how big of a role did it play in you guys uh, picking up the two wins? Yeah, it's great. Anytime we get to play at home, seems like we always get that better atmosphere because we feel like the whole town's around us, just supporting everything. Well, uh, how do you guys adjust then as you go on the road to Greenville this week as you leave the confines of Monticello for the first time in the playoffs? We just got to find some self motivation, really. Well, uh, you're facing Greenville, a 13 seed. Uh, how do you guys make sure you don't overlook that opponent right now? Yeah, we don't. We just don't really look at the seeds. We just play every game like it could possibly be our last. So we just got to give it our all. Well, what have you guys uh, learned about Greenville thus far through your studies, through your film sessions, and uh, how do you guys come away with a victory against them? Um, well, they're more kind of more of a spread team than what we've seen the past couple of weeks. And so we're just going to have to rely on some quickness and stuff like that to uh, stop their offense. Very good. Riley Austin joining us from Monticello Football. Riley, thanks again for uh, being part of the show tonight. Good luck this week against Greenville. Thank you. Hey, one of the things I like, uh, Colin, about the show that you're producing every Monday is the ability to reach out and talk to these kids, give them a voice. Oh, yeah. uh, they've done great from week one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got a lot of kids who uh, seems like they've taken media training sessions. They're they're well versed in in uh, talking to talking to us, and they don't uh, they don't get nervous under the spotlight. And they love. I think they just love talking football. I think that's the big thing. Coach Welter has the kids saying all the right things when you talk about media training. You know, he's, yeah, he's coaching true. them up, and uh, that's on the field and off the field. That's true. Like. And, uh, yeah, Coach Welter. Uh, yeah, the thing is, you know, when you have a coach like uh, Coley Welter, you know, he's a very humble guy. He's uh, he never gets too high or too low. Um, it makes it uh, a lot easier to, uh, to, to, you know, teach the kids how to, to how to act on the field and off the field. So, like you said, not really a surprise. All right, so Greenville's a spread team. 
There you go. Greenville's a spread team. We learned we learned our first thing about Greenville. That means it's going to be a long game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's uh, probably true. But I mean, uh, Greenville made it this far. Uh, I'm curious to see, uh, see see and learn a little bit more about the Greenville Comets. I uh, wasn't able to get in touch with uh, Coach Todd Hutchinson this week, but did a little research on Greenville myself. Uh, they they defeated just one playoff team during the regular season. That was five and five Staunton. However, Greenville has won its first two playoff games, so clearly uh, things are improving since they've gotten to the postseason. Uh, they did lose to three playoff teams during the regular season, but they were pretty good ones. It was a Carlinville, Pena, and I am not recalling the third, but those are those are two good schools right there. Uh, they uh, they beat Farmington and Pleasant Plains. Did Greenville? Those are two wins. Uh, very uh, relatively narrow margins of victory in the playoffs: twenty-eight fourteen and twenty-six fourteen. So not a high-scoring team is Greenville, but they also haven't allowed a lot of points. Monticello will test that as they don't get held under 40 points very often. Uh, like I said uh, before we started talking to Riley, the only time it's happened this year uh, was against St. Thomas More, and it was pouring rain the entire night, so that can kind of be excused. Uh, this is Todd Hutchinson's 11th season running Greenville. Uh, they've qualified every year for the playoffs except for 2015 and they've won 10 or more games five times. So the Comets, uh, maybe not on the quite the level of the Moroa Forsyth we talked about before the break, but obviously a well-versed program. I got the Sages moving on, I got to tell you. I know we'll get your picks later in yes, the show, but, you, uh, you know, I got to spot my heart for for Monticello, and uh, not this week is not the week that they exit. I wish you would uh, be our guest picker for uh, prep football. I'm open. I've I got time. <laughs> we got All we right. got we got to free up a spot on the page for no a guest one ever picker asked again. me anymore, Colin. <laughs> That's because we didn't have a guest picker all year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that used, that usually causes a problem. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those predictions will run in Thursday's paper, of course, mm-hmm. uh, along with a sneak peek at uh, at the games coming up this weekend. That includes we have one more area team to deal with that plays eleven on each side. I should preface that because we go. do have some eight-man talk coming up we right? do we do all right but our next stop will be gibson city melvin sibley our number one team since well august all right we'll get into the falcons after this break now back to the loman ray high school prep football confidential on news talk 1400 wds and light rock 97.5 whms you know what the neat thing is, Colin, for these teams making road trips? What's that? Well, they get the cool buses. They get the nice buses. That's true. You the got the pool. camaraderie, too. I don't know if they get the yellow buses during their regular season. I mean, there's so many of them. They almost have to, right? I but mean, they're sweet rides to the playoffs. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, they, keep, uh, they keep them nice and comfy. If they make it to state, maybe they got like a charter bus or maybe they, maybe they fly them on a plane. They probably don't do that. A helicopter. But they do get an escort into town, I do believe. There you go. And uh, like that's always that. neat to see, kind of like the Hoosiers thing going on. I like that. All right. Gibson City making a long trip to Sterling Newman this weekend. They better have movies on the bus. Gibson City are number one team since the dawn of time, it feels like at this point. Uh, yeah, the Falcons uh, representing Class 2A as the top overall seed and representing the Falcons today on our show is athlete Lance Livingston. Lance, thanks so much for being part of the show this week. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, you guys defeated Chicago Hope 31-7 to in the second round last week, uh, but it might have been the first time all season that there was a game in question for you guys entering the second half. Uh, was it kind of nice to actually you know, be out there and, uh, and fighting beyond just halftime? Um, yeah, it was good to go against some athletes 
kind of closer to us and having a bit of a challenge going into the playoffs. Yeah. How do you how do you adjust to a moment like that where you know you guys have been blowing out team after team and now this Chicago Hope team pushes back. They've got you at 21 to 7 as as the time's ticking down. Uh, how do you adjust to that kind of atmosphere? Um we just listen to our coaches and make sure that we're doing our responsibilities and everything that they tell us and have faith in what they say. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, on the positive side of you guys not having to play all four quarters, the starters all that much this year, I'm imagining there's got to be, you know, guys are fairly well rested and fairly healthy. Is that the case? Has this has this been good for you guys? Um, yeah, we are very healthy. Yeah, and uh, and well rested too. I imagine. Yeah, that's uh, how big of a deal is that going to be uh, down the stretch here as you guys try to repeat as state champions? Um, it's definitely going to be big as we go into the games where we're going to have to play the whole four quarters and not just one half. Well, uh, the defense continues to shine for the Falcons. Uh, did you guys expect to be this dominant this season without the ball? Um, we had a lot of defensive starters returning from last year, so we kind of had high expectations. Well, uh, high expectations are one thing, but, I mean, you guys have only given up double-digit points one time all year. Uh, I mean, is this even better than what you could have expected? Um, yeah, I think that we're playing better than we did last year. Yeah. What's the, what's been the key to that? I mean, besides the fact that you have so many starters returning, uh, what what are you guys doing to inspire yourselves to keep all these shutouts and all these six point and seven point uh, results? Um, well, we re- really listen to what our defense coordinator tells us to do, and we know that we all have to do our own responsibility and not stray from the plan. Well, uh, with uh, with last year's uh, state championship victory. Uh, how much is that helping you guys right now as you try to get to Memorial Stadium this year? Um, now that we know what it's like and we know what it takes to get there, then we're willing to do it and really work for it. Talking with Lance Livingston from Gibson City, Melvin Sibley Football. Uh, Lance, uh, the offense also having a good season. Uh, how easy does the offense make it for the defense to come out and do its job? Um, when they're putting up points then, and we stop people from scoring, then we know that we'll win, and it's it takes some weight off of our shoulders. Well, uh, you guys have Sterling Newman next, and it's a team that you're very familiar with because you played them in the state semifinals last year. It was a game that you guys won 14-8. to Are you expecting a similar game this time? Um, I think it'll be a hard-fought game, and it'll really come back, come down to what our defense can do. Yeah. Do you expect uh, do you expect a, a similar result, really a low scoring result? Is that something you guys are prepared for? Um, we're prepared for it, and I think it could go either way. Well, uh, what is it going to take for it to go in your guys' favor then? Um, our defense is going to really have to focus on stopping the inside run, and our offense will have to put up some points. Yeah. Well, uh, before I let you go, Lance, I got to ask, uh, you know, that, that state trophy from 2017, I'm sure it's uh, overlooking a lot of your guys' practices and workouts and games. Uh, do you guys keep that, you know, like out on the sideline or anything as motivation or is it uh, is it off stored away in the school somewhere? Um, no, it's stored away in the school. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, not you're not getting too far ahead of yourselves, right? 
Nope, not yet. Not yet. Very good. Lance Livingston, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley Football. Lance, thanks again for joining us, and good luck against Sterling Newman this week. Thank you. All right, Lance is all business. He's ready. Lance is ready. He's focused. Those, just like uh, I mentioned with Monticello earlier, the, I've been on the Gibson City sideline once this mm-hmm. year, and those kids, I mean, they, they're they they're focused. I mean, they uh, – you know, if you if you look at some of them the wrong way, I think you're I think you're about to you're about to be in trouble because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tell you what's up. Uh, Saturday's game. Uh, cool thing about if you if you live in Gibson City, you got WGCY does all the radio yeah. uh, games uh, of the Falcons, kind of like WPXN in uh, in Paxton as well. You gotta like these small town. Yeah devoted radio stations yeah, that they, canvas it they do a great job and you know on, on the topic of uh, GC, the, the the radio station over mm-hmm. in gibson city hopefully our, our pal gary mccullough is doing better suffered a, a heart attack recently hopefully he's able to get back on the air during you know maybe boys basketball season as the falcons try to improve on last year it'd be pretty great to see gary back he was part of our uh uh, preseason uh, alumni, uh, all area, or all area, uh, preseason alumni special section that we put out. Gary's got some DWS blood in his veins yeah, uh, from back in the day. So uh, good luck to the Falcons. Sterling Newman, Newman though, is, is going to be a handful. Sterling Newman's not a team to overlook. They were a one seed last year when Gibson City beat them. Gibson City was a two seed, and that was that 14-8 game that I mentioned played in some snow and sleet and rain, I do believe. Uh, but I was able to get in touch with Sterling Newman coach Michael Papo. I am so sorry, Michael. I'm a, I butchered your name here, Michael Papocia. That is what I'm going with. I'm sticking with that. Uh, Michael talked with me about matching up with the GCMS defense and also, uh, you know, focusing on Jared Trantina and Nathan Gerard, the running back quarterback duo for the Falcons. They they are just so well coached. They. They don't make mistakes. Their techniques that they use are phenomenal. I mean, uh, they just don't let you get into their bodies, and uh, uh, they're very strong and run to the football well. You know, it's a heck of a defense. I don't know what we're going to be able to do. We're still watching more films, see if we can find anything in there. But uh, you know, it's 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 a great defense. You know, they just they just swarm the ball and. Uh, uh, they're not in a very good mood when they get to the ball. So, you know, they're, they're great defenses, as, you know, you can see from their stats. I mean, they just, they just play great defense. We never key usually on anybody. I know their tailback had a bunch of carries in this last game, but uh, I think uh, they just wanted to control the ball more against uh, uh, Chicago Hope and not give them the ball, which is, you know, great coaching, you know, way to go because uh, – you know, they hope could score at any time with a big play. So I think they just probably wanted to grind it out a little more than Norvals. But, uh, you know, what's what's impressive to me about Gibson City is, you know, they can run the ball, but they can also throw the ball. I, I've said even after our game last year with them, I think it's their quarterbacks who makes them tick because uh, he's just a winner. You can just tell the way he runs the offense. He always makes good decisions. I know he had a couple – Thrown picks against uh, Chicago Hope, but uh, that's certainly not the norm. I, I mean, he's just he's just a wonderful player. Uh, I love watching him play last year in the championship game, and uh, you know his decision making is unbelievable. And and we got to find some way to you know get in his face and hopefully make him throw some balls quicker than he wants to. Good stuff from Coach P. 
I, I was going to say him. Coach right. Michael P. That yeah. was what I was going to go with it to avoid butchering the man's name further. You know I'm not going to let you out of the studio without making predictions, but uh, touch on eight-man real Let's quick. Let's touch on some eight-man football, yeah. Uh, Milford Sistema Park uh, defeated Rockford Christian Life 56-22 on Friday, last Friday, to qualify for the first-ever eight-man football association championship game. Uh, the Bearcats will take on Alden Hebron, which defeated Judah Christian in the other game. Uh, the championship game will be played Friday at 7 p.m. over at Monmouth College. Uh, so a big moment for Milford Cisna Park. And as such, I got in touch with Coach Clint Schwartz. He talked to me about the meaning of uh, getting this title game for Milford Cisna Park and also the importance of this game to eight-man football as a whole in the state of Illinois. That means a lot. Our guys have worked really hard, and, you know, they've been through they've been through a lot. Our kids, our kids deserve this. You know, back in December, they weren't sure whether we were still going to have football or not. Um, you know, to come from that point all the way to where we're at right now is, is really unbelievable. And our kids kids are excited, and it's really good for them. It's really good for our school. It's really good for our communities. Everybody's excited. And, um, you know, we were just happy to have football. And then all the success on top of it is, has just been a little bit unreal. I think this, this game's really big in the scheme of Illinois eight-man football. You know, I hope, I hope anybody that's not sure about eight-man football or schools that are thinking about joining it, I really hope they attend the game. I think they'll get to see the two of the better teams in Illinois or two of the best teams for eight-man football. And I just think this will kind of set the precedent, precedent for what's going to kind of come in the next few years. That was Clint Schwartz from Milford Cisna Park. Uh, he, he was, you know, he, play, he downplayed it a little bit, but he was very excited for his boys, and he should be. I mean, state championships don't come around that often. You know what, whether you have to go through four teams or 40, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's great to – great to be in this position like the eight-man football good yeah. for them we're gonna we're gonna see it growing in the state so all right colin don't try to sneak out of here which you tried to do during that break oh i uh, uh i didn't know I, which of our area i, I can hear my phone ringing actually so i gotta go um is that luke sluter luke sluter's calling me because tell me how you're <laughs> picking against tuscola is what you're yeah that's uh you want to start with that one yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going with moreau i'm not gonna pick scores or anything but I'm going with Moreau over Tuscola. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game as well, despite the fact both defenses are plenty capable of shutting down the other team. But back when we did our uh, when I did the TV special on NBC Sports, I took Moreau versus GCMS in the state title game, which means Moreau has to defeat Tuscola or whoever they would get at this point. So that's right. what I'm sticking with. You're wrong on one already. Let's All go right. to Argenta. Uh, Argenta, I am going to take the Bombers, uh, but I think Central A&M, uh, the athleticism they have, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be like one of those 56-55 games or something where it's just totally crazy. But Argenta, one and one. I'm taking Argenta, though. You're doing better, Colin. Okay, yeah. let, let's go uh, with the Sages uh, at Greenville. Yeah, uh, like you said earlier, not done with Monticello yet. Really like uh, what they're doing right now. Uh, they, they, they haven't really shown uh, any weakness of late. I mean, just minor blips on the radar. Yeah, I'm not picking against Monticello right now. Smart. You're getting better every pick here, Colin. <laughs> and we're going to close with the defending state champs. Yep. Gibson, I'm taking Gibson City as well. Uh, Sterling Newman gave him a fight last year. Uh, I think Gibson City, uh, it's hard to say that they're better than last year's team, but it's pretty much equal at this point. 
Uh, and it looks like Sterling Newman is a little down from where it was at this point last year. So in that case, even though Gibson City has to go on the road, I'm taking the Falcons. And right. for good measure, I'm taking Milford to win the eight-man association title. Bonus points for Colin Lekas. Look uh, forward to all that coverage in uh, this weekend's News Gazette online at newsgazette.com. Colin, we may see you at a game. We may not. It uh, depends on what happens, but I'll certainly be tweeting stuff out. Either way, we'll see you next Monday nights. Bye, Colin. See you, Jim. That's it for this edition of the Loman Ray Insurance Prep Football Confidential. We'll see you here same time, same place next Monday looking ahead to the semifinals here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. We've got the Coach Lovey Smith show coming up next from Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. Brian Barnhart is down there with Coach Smith. We'll head out and see what they have to say following Illinois' victory this weekend over Minnesota. We'll see ya.